At People's Capital Group, we help you invest in real estate. Build your wealth by owning professionally managed apartment buildings in the northern New Jersey market. We want to show you how owning real estate is attainable, even for the busy professionals that don't have the time or experience investing in real estate. Now, we only work with select people who are serious about building wealth. So find out if you qualify at peoplescapitalgroup.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Passive Cash Flow Podcast, where we help people invest in real estate. Some episodes include interesting guests that span dozens of different types of industries. Other episodes offer an analysis of popular topics that pertain to people seeking to learn how to build passive wealth in real estate. So listen in and to enjoy our off-the-cuff off podcast made to entertain, help educate, and help you learn how to create passive wealth in real estate. So today we have an interesting guest. I wanted to have Eileen on the show here because she's able to juggle an amazing amount of things as a W-2 worker, a full-time mom, a full-time employee, uh, figuring out the best real estate passive investments to participate in, and then even jumping into the GP side of raising capital and buying apartment buildings as well a little bit. Um, so Eileen, thanks for coming on the show. How's your day going? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really enjoyed being on your show the other day as well. It's exciting that you have a podcast there and an investment company, but I wanted to really talk about your passive structure and just how you juggle all these things in life. Me being a new father, recognizing how much time and energy it takes to raise a, a family. I, I like how you really uh, talk about juggling those two things. Um, so we'll get into that today, but um, what sparked your passion for real estate initially? So really it started off, you know, my family does real estate. We know it's a great place to create wealth um, and build up your passive income, but it didn't really stick with us. It didn't really hit home until we became parents ourselves. And then we really understood what the true power of passive income could do for us. And like you mentioned, you know, we are both W2, me and my husband, we're both W2, full-time W2 workers. And at that time, when I was pregnant back in 2018, um, I remember you know, as a W-2 worker, you get to get a full whopping three months of, of maternity leave off after you have your baby. And so I remember during that time, it was such a fantastic time period to be able to spend every single moment with, you know, our newborn son and just being able to see all the new little milestones that have happened and all the little things that are, like he changes every single day. Mm. But after those three months were up, what do we have to do? We had to go back to work. We had to go back and trade our time for money um, because that's all we really focused on. That's all we really knew. And we had to make a really difficult decision at that point in time to put in him, put him into daycare and to trust that somebody was going to take care of him um, to the best of their ability, keep him safe, healthy while we were away from him. And it was one of the hard, hardest things to do as a parent, um, you know, especially as a first time parent to putting them and trusting him with a, a stranger. And I remember after a couple of weeks uh, of putting him into daycare, then we get a call saying that, Hey, your son, he's sick. You need to come pick him up and um, come pick him up right away. And at that time, both my husband and myself, we work very far away from home. I took a van pool every day because my commute was so far away. My husband, it would take him a little over an hour to get to my son in traffic. 
And it was really hard because, you know, as a parent, you want to be there. You want to get to your kid as soon as possible. When somebody says, Hey, he's sick, you need to come and get him. And that was when the light bulb clicked on and we're like, there has to be a better way to do this. There has to be a better way where we can, you know, spend our time where we want to spend our time, create that passive income and not have to solely rely on just one stream of income. We can rely on other streams of income as well. In case something were to happen, um, we can make that decision. We could be there for our kid and, and, and really get to him when we need to get to him. And so we started on that journey of focusing on real estate and really double down on, on what we could do and build up passive income. Um, and that's when we really discovered like, you know, passive income is the way to do it. Um, we could not no longer have to trade our time for money. We can have our money working hard for us. We can now utilize real estate, utilize the passive income that we're getting as a tool to be able to, you know, take some of our time freedom back, take some more, um, because ultimately that's our, we, you know, it's all about choices, having those choices to be able to do what you want to do. Sure. I mean, uh, to, to me, and I've said this before uh, on the podcast here, it's just true success to me is having the time to spend with your family and your friends and raise your kids properly and be a part of your child's life. Um, I remember I was listening to this big uh, fancy coach one time, business coach, and um, he was interviewing another guy who we were supposed to aspire to be like, who's extremely wealthy, a billionaire, but at this, or at least a high level millionaire. But um, he told the story that I always found really interesting and actually made me realize I don't want to be like him at all. Uh, he told the story of how he used to work in China for six months of the year, and he would then come home and spend time with his family. Um, but it caused him to have a lot of time away from his family, having an international company. And uh, one day he promised his uh, daughter he would go to her uh, sports event, and he promised and promised her she, he'd go to this big game. And so he, he he flew home to go to the game. And he got in the car. He rushed over to the school, and no one was at the school. And he called his daughter. He's like, "Hey, I'm at the school. No one's here. Where where where's the big game?" And she's like, "Dad, I'm in high school. I'm not in middle school anymore. Yeah, that's my middle school." Wow. And so he didn't even know his daughter was in high school. And I remember listening to this guru and he's like, you know, I'm all successful. I have all this money. I'm like, boy, I wouldn't trade all the money in the world to have such a bad relationship with my kids. that I don't even know they're not in middle school anymore, you know, and um, sure, maybe it was just a a brain fart, but he sounded like a very distant father who was just not a part of his kid's life because he traded money and the hustle for money instead of having a relationship with his children. Now, he was extremely successful in business and had acquired a ton of wealth. And that is admirable, but it was so disgusting to hear him like tell this story, which I'm not even sure why he was telling the story. It made, and to me, I remember the whole thing is like, this guy's a loser. I don't want to be like this guy. He sounds like a deadbeat dad. I don't care what kind of car you drive or how big your house is. If you're deadbeat dad, I mean, then you're not really successful in life. So um, I realized that success is about you know, having the time for your family. That's why we work so hard to create money and wealth. That's why we invest our capital and our hard-earned money into assets that create more money. And that's how we create more wealth. So me and you both know that. We recognize that. But I'm, I'm glad you, you were able to understand that and that experience with the daycare there. Um, you know, my uh, wife and I are somewhat in the same boat here deciding, you know, she go uh, back to work and build a career, which she <laughs> wants to do just kind of for personal reasons. And I get that. Um, or, you know, stay at home and, and watch the, bo- 
uh, the child, which is, you know, really a nice experience as well, but there's uh, pros and cons of both. It's kind of what your personal preference is, but it's nice to have that option. You know, does she go back and build a career or does she uh, be a stay at home mom? It's nice to have that option and decide what's the best pathway for, for your happiness. So, um, and uh, it's, it's great that you have those options as well. So you decide to get into passive investing and how did you find your first passive investment opportunity? So really we started off with single family homes. We did a couple of, we live in California ourselves, but we don't invest in California just because of um, our model and what we like to see it, it, the, 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 the environment here in California is, it doesn't meet our our personal um, way of investing. A lot of people have been successful here, um, but for us, it just didn't meet our needs and what we were looking to do. So we invested outside of California. Um, but as we were talking to other people in this space, getting more involved with real estate, we came across multifamily syndications and it was through podcasts and listening to it. And we're like, oh, well, what is this? You know, let us deep dive into a little bit more and, and figure out, you know, what are they talking about? Because this seems a little bit, um, kind of a little bit too good to be true. When you first hear about it, it's like, I can really invest in real estate and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to, you know, be in the day in the, the day-to-day activities of being a landlord. And I can just sit back and really just get mailbox money. Is that, is that really how it works? And I can get tax um, benefits on top of that too. I don't know. Let's, let's try this out. So we really deep dived into it. We read a ton of books. We listened to a bunch of podcasts. Like I mentioned, we had a long commute. So we were listening and consuming as much content as possible. Mm. And when we felt comfortable enough with our education base that we've understood up to the amount of point where, you know, the next step really is just to take action before you can really understand how the process really works and to have a proof of concept because we like to operate off of proof of concepts with our own selves first before, you know, we do anything else. We decided to, um, build a relationship up with another sponsor that we had found and um, really just understand how, you know, the model really works, um, see if we really know, like, and trust them. And mm-hmm. when we got to that point, that's when we decided like, Hey, we have to try this out. We have to see if it's feasible or not. And, you know, we invested money into there um, and it was like a trial thing. So it had to be like, well, are we comfortable enough to do it? And so when we did it, and we did our due diligence up front um, with the sponsors and the deals itself and everything like that. It ended up being a fantastic opportunity. And we've just continued on and just invested more and more of our since. <clears throat> That's great. That's great. Yeah. And I, I do recognize that um, investing in California can be a hard market to create cash flow and create value. And, um, so that's great. So you were listening to podcasts and, uh, and I try to do the same thing. I listen to a number of podcasts on my drive uh, into work as well. And, uh, really whenever I'm, I'm driving around and, um, what are some good podcasts you enjoyed listening to? So I always like to recommend, um, Joe Fairless's best ever podcast. It's the longest daily running podcast show. And he just gives a lot of good information about, you know, um, about, about real estate and um, what other people have learned in the space. So that one is a fantastic one. And also um, like Michael Blanc's podcast is fantastic also um, to listen to and get some more background and some more information on it and just really understanding the space. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I was on Joe Fairless's uh, podcast. They're the best ever show. And um, I told my story of how I uh, went up and did my first speaking engagement at a real estate networking event. And uh, the topic was fake it till you make it which I was literally faking it till I made it. I mean, at the time I was moving a lot of deals. I was a successful realtor, but I was 
<laughs> it's my first speaking engagement. So whenever you do something for the first time, you kind of feel like you're faking it. And it, the topic was literally faking it to make it. But I, I, I wasted no time between finding some success in real estate and then doing a presentation about it. I was not, not slow to do that. So um, it was funny because I felt like I was literally faking it till I make it while giving a presentation on faking it till you make it. And I think that was part of the presentation. It was like, guys, I'm up here right now faking it till I make it. I just made a beeline for the owner of this club two months ago and told him, hey, I went from zero to 14 listings in six months because I figured out how to do short sales and here's my secret to success. And he's like, oh, great. Can you speak in two months? I was like, yeah. And then uh, raised my first capital from that and then went out and bought a building and uh, rinse and repeat. You know, so <laughs> the, uh, the reason I'm telling that story though is because <laughs> the topic of the podcast was fake it till you make it. And it was like a pretty, you know, big level podcast to be on and like a good chance, like get some notoriety. And I, I did feel like they put the title up, like fake it till you make it. And I was like, man, I'm kind of past that now. Like I'm on the Joe Fairless podcast. I'm not faking it anymore. I have a $20 million portfolio. I mean, I somewhat made, I don't know. I'm not there yet, but I have something to show for. And, uh, you know, but the topic was fake it till you make it. So I just can't get away from faking it until I make it. I, I get, Hey, you know, what what's making it for you know different bar for everyone but uh anyway that's my experience with their podcast i had a great time on the show they really know what they're doing they're very like professional in it and um as opposed to the passive cash flow podcast we really just have a good time we like to talk about real estate and we cover a wide variety of topics but um they were a little more um very uh, precise with their podcast and their questionings and their their timeline everything is okay that's one way to do it um, so that was a good experience though. And, and I remember actually getting started in the space in 2013, 2012, um, in the real estate syndication space. And he, he was like one of the first guys doing the training and the coaching. And I got like, I, I just saw like his free stuff. I never like bought the package, but he puts out a lot of free stuff and, and, uh, it's good. You know, I remember I said to analyze a hundred deals before you buy one. And I was like, that sounds crazy. I would never do that. And then by the time I finally found a good deal, I was like, I've probably analyzed a hundred deals and that's probably what it takes to actually find a good one. So maybe it was good advice. <laughs> that's great. So you passively invested in some single family homes and um, how, how are those investments going? Did those pan out as plans? Um, so we did a couple of single family homes, but after we got into a couple of them, you know, we like we and and then we found syndications. We switched it over and focused primarily on syndications. Um, mm -hmm. So we're in the process right now of you know trying to liquidate our our single family homes to get into it. It's a fantastic model for for different types of people. It just didn't meet our needs and what we were wanting to do in the space. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why we've switched our focus to syndications, and um, that's where we are right now. Sure. Well, it's a great time to be selling single family homes. I mean, arguably, like now is a probably the best time to sell because there are going to be some headwinds from raising interest rates and inflation wearies. And so I think it's a great time to be uh, liquidating some real estate as well. We um, generally, at the end of the year, we look at our bottom 10% of uh, assets and we say, okay, well, for whatever reasons, these assets are facing challenges, you know, should we sell them? And of course we run the numbers, you know, that's what we love about math. It doesn't lie. And we say, okay, it looks like if we sell it now, we could do very well. Um, as opposed to struggling year after year, trying to make the asset work, you know, maybe just sell it, harvest those profits, move into an easier property, maybe with less restrictions or a better location, or it doesn't have that problem you're constantly running into with that property. So 
Um, that, that's what any smart business owner does. And it's good to see that you're doing that and harvesting your, your um, other assets that it's kind of time to sell them as well. The equity growth is there. You've owned them for a number of years now. Ideally, you bought them for the right price, maintain them well. And that's the magic of real estate. If you buy in the right markets and maintain it the right way, tend to really grow in value nicely. And um, have you found that with your single family homes? They have been. Um, but at the same time, you know, we saw through COVID, we were, uh, you know, people had a hard time with paying the rents and everything like that. And we're fortunate enough that we were, we had some tenants that were able to pay the majority of time and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it just um, wasn't in a market that we're focused on right now mm-hmm. anymore. And so it's, it was, it's a good time to, you know, liquidate them and move them into something else that we are passionate about. We're interested in, in kind of continuing to grow and build up. Um, our, our focus has just shifted at this point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what markets do you focus on now? So we like to focus on like the Sunbelt states. So like the Vegas markets, the Carolinas. Um, we also like, um, like in Texas, Florida, uh, Colorado, those are the types of markets where we're seeing a lot of influx of population going into those markets. We're seeing growth in jobs. Um, people want to be living there. There's a lot of, um, uh, a lot of great aspects that we're seeing in those types of markets. And so those are the types of ones that are attracting us at this time. Very cool. Very good. All right. And then you were able to um, kind of bridge the gap there from having that W-2 income, working with a full-time family. Now, have you been able to create enough passive income to actually uh, quit your job or are you still working to get to that point? Yeah, we are still working to get to that point. I feel like, especially because we have the two little ones, I mean, you know, we could essentially now be at that point, but we wanted to get to a certain level, a certain level of comfort first for ourselves, for our families before we make that transition. And at the same time, it's really, it's just ultimately all about choice. Um, you know, whether or not we decide to continue to working on our full-time jobs or not, but it's just having that choice, having that additional set of income where we no longer have to, um, have to work instead. It's like, well, we want to do it instead. And so just that option is, is what we're striving towards. And, um, we're pretty close to getting to that point in time now. Um, so hopefully we just continue all this traction. We continue to work. We continually work actively so we can invest passively and then continue to build it up, create that legacy wealth for our family, for our kids, and then, you know, live the life that we decide. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure if you quit your job about three months later, you'd be bored. You'd be like, all right, I'm ready to start a business or get another job. (laughs) The grass is always greener on the other side, right? (laughs) Oh boy. Well, that's good. That's good. So, and you also um, started a, uh, a podcast, right? And what had um, encouraged you to start a podcast? Yeah. So for us, it was listening when we first started and it was looking back at what was the best vehicle? What was the best tool that we had utilized for ourselves as we were growing, as we were learning? And the podcast was the one that really stuck with us. The one that we really enjoyed the most because you're listening to somebody for you know half an hour at a time, you build a connection with them. You you really learn and you really get to get a good feeling, a good sense of their personality, who they are, and everything like that. You can listen to multiple different podcasts. You can um, multitask and listen to a bunch of different podcasts, and then you can network with a ton of people. Um, the guests that you bring on the show, you can leverage off of their expertise and their experience as well. So. That was why we decided to start a podcast on our own, because we were already talking to a lot of people. We were interviewing a bunch of people and we're like, well, why don't we just share it with our with other people as well? What we've learned and what we're trying to learn and everything.
everything like that. So it's just, that's why we decided to start the podcast and then um, build out our network from there, learn and grow and, and share with our audience. Um, and so it's been incredible to see, you know, how far we've gotten to at this point in time with the podcast and the connections that we've been able to build um, and, and just being able to meet these people who you might not otherwise be able to have a conversation with. Um, mm. Selfishly, you're able to spend half an hour of their time um, and they're able to come on and share their their knowledge and their resources with us and with the listeners as well. So it's, it's, a, it's a great platform to be on. Yeah, absolutely. I actually really enjoy doing the podcast. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do through the day it comes very naturally to me. I always said I should have been a radio host if I didn't do real estate. So um, we'll see, though. That's a bit of a, a dying uh, breed. But uh, no, I really uh, enjoy the podcast. I, I always enjoy meeting people. Um, I do a lot of solo podcasts as well, just talk about topics. But I enjoy kind of researching them as well. Like before I'm doing the podcast, it forces you to really kind of make sure you know your stuff, you know what you're talking about, and kind of re-educate yourself on topics before you talk about them. So, uh, but I've learned so much. I mean, I've had guests in this podcast that I legitimately learned from by the end of the podcast. I'm like, wow, I had some tax guys on that I'm learning a ton of stuff about taxes about. And I've been doing this business a while. And you think like, I pretty much understand tax benefits of real estate, but they, we were digging into it. And these guys explain a lot and more exciting stuff than taxes too, even uh, <laughs> all types of guests and exciting moments. So uh, really, really fun. And uh, I'm almost up to uh, one of my hundredth episode here. So very exciting time on the Passive Cashflow podcast. But um, what is the name of your podcast and where can people learn more about uh, what you do? Yeah. So if they want to check out the podcast, it's called How Did They Do It Real Estate? We release five episodes every week. Um, I think we've gotten a little over 400 episodes at this point in time. Um, so we're on all the major uh, podcast uh, hosting sites. So like iTunes, Spotify, anything like that. So it's pretty um, easy to find us if they're curious about looking for that. Or they can also um, you know, visit our website at bonavistcapital.com um, to check us out on, on the website also. Very exciting. Very exciting. Wow. You do daily podcasts there that uh, we were talking about that before. That's uh, got to be a lot of work, but you, you figure out how to schedule that in with all your time. What are some secrets there? Just scheduling in such a busy podcast with a full-time job and investments. How do you, how do you make that work? So every other week, I get every other Fridays off. I work like a 980 schedule. So every other Fridays I get off and I schedule my times and I batch interviews. So every day or of those off Fridays, I'll schedule anywhere between seven to 12 interviews on that day and then just record one after the other. And then that way I have enough for the next couple of weeks and everything like that in the bank. So I'm not scrambling ahead of time to try to get episodes. And that has been a a big, um, a big time saver because you're already in the mindset of, um, interviewing and talking to people. And so if you're just doing one after the other, it's like, you're already in that mode than, and then having to split it up over multiple days. Yeah, no, I I've done that before too. Um, I find after like three or four episodes, I start to just, zone, <laughs> you know, so I, I think the most I've done in one day is like six and, uh, you know, even for, for me, a guy who enjoys the podcast, 12 is a lot, boy, what a day off you, you have there. What a, <laughs> <laughs> what a nice day off. <laughs> it, it is. I, I mean, yes, it, it's, it is, it is, it gets draining after a couple of interviews, but you meet those people and then you have that one interview where it's like, wow, you're just so inspired by what they're saying. And then you're like pumped up for the next one. And so <laughs> you just kind of like, you, you pull off the energies of your guests and all that stuff to just continue to go on. And it's just like, 
wow, I get to, I get to meet all these different people and yeah, um, yeah. It, it's a little bit tiring, but you just get a little bit of energy, pull from the gas and, and, and continue to move forward. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I make coffee. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully you felt that way after our uh, interview, our podcast the other day, uh, when I came on your show, hopefully I inspired you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Gave you some energy through the day there. That's great. That's great. So thank you so much for coming on here. If you could leave our uh, listeners with the biggest lesson you've learned from your real estate investments as a passive investor, as an active investor, as a podcast host, as a mother, a business owner, what, what was the biggest thing you, you've learned from your real estate ventures? The biggest thing that I have learned is we have to get past our own limiting beliefs and it all starts with your mindset. And I know a lot of people talk about mindset and they might not, you know, see it as a really big, big factor, but when you actually look at it, the successful people that you meet and how they've been able to build what they've been able to build and get to where they have been able to get to is through their mindset because they've pushed back their limiting beliefs, what have actually held them back from moving forward, taking that chance, getting outside of their comfort zone. That is the first step of you know, thinking bigger and, and really trying to see what your life could look like and having that courage to take those actions. Um, so really it's the mindset and getting past those limiting beliefs because we tell ourselves different types of stories and then you have to keep asking yourselves, well, is that true? Are you holding yourself back? Are you the one who's telling yourself, um, you know, these stories about why you cannot do this, why you don't have the time to do this. Mm -hmm. And then just really looking at it and just thinking like, is that true? Is that really true? Is that really holding me back? to, you know, elevate myself, elevate my real estate or wherever I'm trying to get to, um, you know, all my goals and, and, and aspirations. Sure. And so just looking and getting past that has been a huge, huge um, step forward and a big lesson that I've learned. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're our own worst enemy, right? And uh, I mean, even, even me running a business here, you know, for the last 10 years, uh, seeing a lot of success along the way, there's still days, you know, we say, wow, is this, is this the right thing to do? Is this the right avenue? Right. We're making the right decisions. Um, Cause there are so many decisions we make in a day and there are, you know, everyone has, uh, I remember someone asked me one time, he's like, well, did you ever think you weren't going to make it? I was like, yeah, like every day. <laughs> what do you, what do you think? I'm Superman. No, you wake up every day and you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. But yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, people think like entrepreneurs are like some of, you know, you're not a human being. Like you're absolutely second guess a lot of the stuff you do in business, you know, and like the people that like are like, no, I do a hundred percent. I never second guess myself. They're the ones that fall the hardest I see. But you know, it's amazing. Um, the very inspirational people we meet through doing these podcasts uh, by meeting entrepreneurs and real estate investors, um, and it's amazing the my, the the image um, people have of, of entrepreneurs like like they have a hundred percent faith they'll like never fail like those are the scariest ones because those are the guys that like lose track of what they're doing you got to be real with yourself you got to be real with your skill sets where you are with your business your resources your strengths and weaknesses and and um, that's how you make smart decisions as a business owner but if you think you'll never fail then you're going to fail so um, it's about understanding how to avoid failure. It's about having a positive mindset, but also being realistic. I hope I'm not raining on your parade of, of uh, ambition here and excitement, but uh, you know, it's, it, it's amazing how business owners and entrepreneurs are perceived. Um, but yeah, of course we second guess ourselves. Of course we struggle with the, the faith that we're doing the right thing all the time. And, and that's, you know, true confidence is saying, okay, well, 
that didn't work out as planned. I'm going to tweak this a little bit. I'm going to tighten up that. I'm going to come at it with a bit of a different strategy. And I think that's going to improve my turnout or my close ratio or my success ratio. And um, if it doesn't, you try something else, right? So we, we learn and we move on, but that's great. So where can people find you one more time, Eileen? Yeah. So if they're interested about learning a little bit more about passive investing, they can always go. We have a free resource out there on our website. It's um, bonavistcapital.com forward slash checklist. And it's just a video series um, that just goes into how we look at passive investments and how we evaluate it ourselves as passive investors. And then just sharing that with um, whoever's interested. Great. And also for our listeners out there, of course, you can enjoy our content at peoplescapitalgroup.com. This podcast is sponsored by People's Capital Group, and we help people invest in real estate. We focus on the North Jersey market here. We're a vertically integrated real estate investment company with an in-house management company that does all of our property management to make sure we have tight control of our assets. Of course, a weekly podcast, monthly webinars. We have an event coming up in May in our office here in New Jersey. So if you're, lo- you're local to Berkeley Heights, New Jersey, come check out our, our event May 18th. But thank you so much, Eileen, for coming on the show here. And thank you to our listeners. Be sure to check out peoplescapitalgroup.com. Be sure to check out Eileen's website and her podcast as well. And we'll have another episode out for you next week here at the Passive Cashflow Podcast. Thanks a lot.